And welcome to the Confound Millennial, starring Stephen Sturvin Michaels, and featuring from Red Handed Denial, Chris. I completely forgot to ask you before we started how the hell you pronounce your last name. It's all good. It's actually Mifsud. It's M I F S U D. Chris Mifsud. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> Thanks. <laughs> So yeah, how you doing, man? Here, Steven. Oh, thanks for coming on, man. It's uh, always a pleasure to have uh, members of bands that I just love, even though I've only known about you guys uh, since, I want to say, December-ish. Uh, I've okay. still, I've fallen in love with your music since then. I'm not completely an expert yet, but, uh, you know, y'all got some jams, you know? Uh, thanks so much, man. We put a lot of work into it. <laughs> So how long have you been with the band? Um, well, I'm actually, I've been with the band since I would say 2008. I'm one of the founding members of uh, Red Hand Denial. And uh, there's a lot of, uh, there's been some changes in terms of lineup uh, from the beginning. But definitely, I was there since the first album. So I've seen a lot, <laughs> a lot of uh, progress, a lot of change, ups and downs. It's been a crazy ride, I would say. How much has it changed, like, from the beginning to now, um, like, musically, as far as the direction uh, y'all were heading? Does it look anything like you imagined it would have back then? You know, it's it's kind of hard to pinpoint where it's going to go, uh, you know, all the way up now, like, 10-plus years, man. It, but at the time... I was just interested in like heavy, loud, somewhat technical music. And I would say that's where we're at right now. But each album, I would say, is a little different. But a bit of the core is, is always kind of remaining there. But I think one of the, uh, the most talked about albums in, in terms of our lineup of albums would be Stories of Old. Because I would say that's the most different style of music in comparison. Because it's not entirely metal related i would say it's even there's some pop rock kind of songs on there or even alternative hard rock not entirely metal but that that kind of was an interesting turn as our second release i would say and uh out of that whole time uh oh first you're a guitarist correct uh yeah yeah i'm a guitarist in the band so how many guitars do you have? I'm just always um, interested. Shit, there's <laughs> right now. I have maybe four, four guitars. Yeah, four um, guitars. The main, 
Yeah, like the main one that I'm using right now, I mean, I know you're not gonna be using this video, but, or maybe you could if you want, is this fast guitar. It's kind of my endorsement guitar, I guess you could say, and it's that pretty neat. It's a company, yeah, the company's um, based out of uh, BC, it's Canadian. And uh, yeah, it's a really nice guitar. I've been using this quite a bit on stage and a bit of recording as well. Uh, I would say that's my main one. But we have uh, different tunings for guitars. So sometimes I'm using um, my longer scale length guitar, which is um, kind of in between a baritone, but it's uh, Ibanez. So like it's usually either my Ibanez or this one that I'm using a lot on stage at the moment. But yeah, I have uh, four right now. I would have more, but money, <laughs> I could just keep going, man. Dude. Guitar, guitar collecting is a problem. It really is. I don't even play oh. guitar much, and I've got three. Oh, yeah. it's It can be a problem. I've seen so many guitars that I want. There's still a lot that I want. So, I don't know. Maybe next year. <laughs> maybe next year. Tattoos and yeah. guitar is the hole in my wallet. But, um, yeah. So, how uh, back to the band, since you said uh, you were in it from the beginning, um yeah how did it get its name um see that that's been brought up a lot and uh it's really hard for me to remember exactly why this was red-handed denial if you were to ask what the meaning is um it's kind of you know the saying being caught red-handed it's right. kind of like let's say you get caught stealing and it's very obvious and you're still in denial about it even though it's very obvious it's that's basically what it means but in terms of what it is, I'm pretty sure that it is a lyric from an Every Time I Die song. That's what I, where I think it's from. I don't remember the name. But me and the other guitarist before Alexi are the ones that kind of came up with it. And I believe he's the one that officially kind of said, you know, what, we're making it that name. And we kind of just stuck with it since. Well, it's a badass name. It sticks out. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, it's pretty cool. But I always, uh, you know, as kind of a boredom hobby, I just come up with random band names. So I always wonder, like, if it was like that for a band or if they actually had some deep intellectual meaning behind it. But uh, um, not to say there's a yeah. problem with not. <laughs> yeah, I, I don't think this one really has a deep meaning behind it. It can be for you if you want. But to me, it's just a name. It's just a name to fucking go with. Um, and we just kind of stuck with it. So it's all good to me. You know. All right. Well, um, what is, out of all the songs that you guys have done, what is your favorite song to play? Favorite song to play? Um, I would say, I'm going to say two songs, actually. Uh Right now, it's Empire as number one. Uh, it's just one of my favorite songs off the uh, the newest record. Um, but other than that, I would say Abdication because there's a pretty big breakdown that's been pretty fun live. I mean, we've done a few fun things like Circle Pits and Walls, Walls of Death with that one. So a lot of crowd participation is a... A very fun thing to do when you're playing music live and i think that's one of the funnest things about being live is just kind of interacting with with the crowd and just feeling the music in a, a more live environment just seeing crowd participation is, is the funnest things you know 
And uh, what's your least favorite song? You know, a song that comes up on the uh, set list, and you're like, really, guys, we got to play this one? We're going to do this one again? Oh, man. Um, hmm. Don't say it if it'll upset someone. No, no, it's, <laughs> I'm going to be completely transparent about it. And um, there's a story, I don't know, if maybe, I, you know what, I didn't listen to Lauren's podcast yet, but if you ask this question, I wouldn't be surprised if she said this one too. Um, I'm going to say Clockwork, uh, because Clockwork, um, off of this album, it, it was the first song that we did for this album. And honestly, it took a long time. It's been through, you know, two engineers to get to where it was. And um, we've been playing that before the album was released. So we just kept playing that for a long time. And because of all it's kind of been through in terms of production and engineer work, we were just kind of sick of it. And I, I know for a lot of people, you know, it's fun. It's fun for them, obviously, like fresh ears kind of thing. Um, and it's a fun song live, I guess. But because I've played it to death now and I've just seen it so many times. I'm just kind of sick of it, <laughs> but you know, I'm sure a lot of bands feel that way about a lot of songs, right? You know, if you have a hit song, you're playing that a lot of times, you might get bored of it, but the songs, a hit songs, a hit song, right? Right. Exactly. Yeah. Um, so, you know, I did, I didn't ask Lauren that one. I did ask her this question, what inspires her when she's writing? And it's a very different question between asking a lyricist and an instrumentalist. Probably. (laughs) Yeah. So, you know, with her, her answer was television, video games. What inspires Mm, a guitarist while they're uh, writing music? Um, It's funny. uh, She mentioned video games because actually video games is a big inspiration for me as well. I'm, I'm a big nerd. Um, if uh, no one's ever noticed, but <laughs> I really get inspired by like a lot of video game music, um, believe it or not. Um, I've been playing video games my whole life and, you know, it, it kind of jogs my imagination. I, I still play like almost every day just to kind of break away from reality and just kind of step into that freedom zone. And sometimes I just think of things just being in that kind of environment. But other than that, when I'm writing, um, Sometimes I'll listen to various different albums and not always the same genre too. And, and you just kind of pick things up. You, you get in a mood, you get a vibe, you get an idea and I just kind of explore it from there. But, uh, you know, I think one of the most important things is just, just getting, sitting down there and actually starting to write. Cause, uh, when I'm writing, there's a lot of, like, I'm not gonna lie, there's a lot of bad ideas before a good idea comes. A lot of times, but sometimes you just get lucky and a good idea comes right away. But, you know, you just got to just got to do it, <laughs> get inspired and, and just sit there and do it. Yeah. So uh, video games, what is your is there a video game soundtrack that helps you write a lot or that you think is one of the best video game soundtracks out there? Because a lot of people ignore the soundtracks. Uh, the soundtracks, believe it or not, are so good, man. I, I wish there was more um, acknowledgement for, you know, video game soundtracks. There, there's quite a few, man. Um, you know, you can go into things like God of War, where it's just super epic. 
And then you can get into some crazy metal stuff from uh, video games like Guilty Gear. I don't know if you heard of it. It's like a fighting game. And there's Street Fighter, some iconic stuff there. Uh, it could go on, man. And then you get in that weird, you know, 8-bit shit. You go into like really old Mega Man kind of things, right? Castlevania. Oh, yeah. oh man. It, it, there's so many. I would say one of the best albums uh it's probably and, and they're making a remake of this actually it's coming out in a few days uh final fantasy 7 that soundtrack is something that kind of stuck with me uh ever since i played the original um i would definitely pay attention to that i hope they kind of kept a lot of the same orchestrations and uh, songs for the remake because that that's a great video game soundtrack Square Enix really knows what they're doing uh, when they're making video game soundtracks. I'm a that's the people that make Final Fantasy, and I'm a yeah. huge Kingdom Hearts fan. So uh, yeah, Kingdom Hearts is great. Um, I can't remember the name of it. Do you remember the original Kingdom Hearts? The that one female vocalist. Oh shit, I can't remember her name. Itata but Hikaru. she did the yeah. That's the one. That was a big song, man. Um, Simple. And I love clean. that song. Simple and clean. Yeah, that's the one. <laughs> that was a great one. Um, and if we're talking Square Enix, uh, even if you go back to when they were called Square Soft, uh, going to like Chrono Trigger, like that game, even Chrono Cross, those soundtracks are beautiful. So good. Um, but yeah, like that's the kind of shit that inspires me, man. That and uh, just listening to a whole lot of music out there. Uh, you know, it's not just, I wouldn't limit, and I would say a lot of, metal writers are are not inspired entirely by metal um i think they have the freedom to be inspired by music all around and and anything that's happening right so yeah it's a cool thing just you don't often think about instrumentalists being inspired by things you just think about them sitting down and making it happen you know (laughs) i think that's half the battle you know (laughs) sitting down making it happen but you know inspiration usually comes to and that's with everything yeah definitely uh so what have you been up to during isolation i know you mentioned video games have you been working on any Mm -hmm. other projects or uh got anything cooking uh yeah i mean uh we have a new album that's in the works uh well it's written and i would say a quarter recorded um But unfortunately, we can't get into the States to finish it at the moment because we are actually recording with an engineer producer named Lee Albrecht, and he's a great guy, but he's all the way in Michigan, so we're kind of held up here. Um, But in the meantime, uh, I'm just working on a lot of my production skills. Uh, I'm digging into a lot of different styles of music, um, electronic music, uh, even some pop stuff, just learning how to produce um, doing a bit of recording of guitar, some instrumentation kind of things, mainly for my own learning, I would say. But that's what I'm doing, just keeping myself busy literally every day. Um, Today, I mean, I've been doing a whole lot of electronic stuff, but um, today I was working on a a dubstep kind of song, learning a lot about synthesizers and how that kind of works. (laughs) It's a, it's a big, a big change from, from metal, but you know, it's in some ways there's a lot of similarities too. But yeah, I'm just digging into a lot of different stuff lately. Start digging into uh, while you're getting into dubstep and techno and that kind of stuff. Mm-hmm. Uh, getting to eight bit yep. music too. 
Yeah, you know, I, I was thinking about that. Like once uh, I feel a little bit more proficient in the electronic realm, I'd probably maybe just cover some. I mean, I've always wanted to do like a few uh, video game covers, but um, I think that's going to require. I, I would like to see more than just guitar in those covers. Like I would like to see some electronic elements. So it'd be good to combine all the skills that I've kind of learned over time and, and, and do something like that. So I might, I might do that sometime soon. Not to, some video uh, game covers. not to shout out mm-hmm. another band on your episode, but uh, have you ever heard mm-hmm. of a band called I fight dragons? You know what? I've heard of it. And I probably, if they have stuff on Spotify and sometimes I throw on like video game soundtracks and, a lot of bands show up on there. Uh, I might have come across it, but I don't really know enough about them. You had mentioned, uh, when, whenever you mentioned 8-Bit Music, it immediately jogged a memory of them. Mm-hmm. I used to listen to them back in high school, and uh, mm-hmm. they're a rock band that also have Game Boys with uh, like <laughs> music emulators on them. So That's they got, so sick. One guy playing guitar and another guy has a Game Boy held up to a mic pressing a bunch of buttons. <laughs> what in the world? That's amazing. I got to actually look that up. What Dr- Dragons? I Slayers fight dragons. One? I fight dragons. Okay, I'm going to yeah. definitely listen to that in a bit. <laughs> They're very fun. Very fun band. That's pretty cool. I would like to see that live. Are they still playing? Or? Um, I think... I don't know a whole lot about them. I think they've quit for a couple years, and I think okay. they came back last year with a little bit of a change in their lineup. Okay. But uh, as far as I know, they're back. I don't know. I mean, I guess, you know, nobody's playing live shows right now, so who knows if uh, they are. But uh, Yeah, yeah, I'll definitely look them up, though. Uh, speaking of which, um, the band's pretty bummed that uh, we had to cancel, well, maybe push back our April tour with um, Hollow Front. But uh, I don't know when this thing's going to get better, but when it does, we will be definitely dipping down to the States again. Just a, uh, yeah, a matter keep of time. Georgia. Keep Georgia on that list. Oh, definitely. <laughs> so what is your favorite venue to play in, and why is it Cloud Springs Deli? <laughs> so you answered it for me um you know what that <laughs> that's one of the uh most memorable shows because um I, I still remember we circled the place maybe three times and we realized like is this uh is this it because it was an empty pretty empty area like the whole venue was kind of i mean the whole plaza was pretty empty and we saw the one van pull up finally and and then we figured okay this this has to be it and then you go inside and it's literally like it's a it's a deli <laughs> like this is a fucking deli and you walk down and then there's a stage which is not a bad stage um i really enjoyed that show uh it was very lively the people were great the bands are great and um yeah there there was some uh it was an interesting time for sure and uh <laughs> i still can't get over that it's an actual deli it was nice because you know you can get food man like you can grab some food before you play and just like have a good time mosh your heart out if you get a little hungry go get you a reuben sit down get back to it yeah exactly exactly it's a <laughs> it's a great thing man um kudos to the the owner for setting that up like uh, i think i remember talking about like this is great um just just the whole scene there and 
it's good that the sense of community is definitely there. And, and I, I definitely felt that that night. And I had a few conversations with a bunch of people there, some of the bands, but also the people just hanging out. And um, the su support was just really great. You know, just seeing that this is just a thing that people enjoy doing. You know, they, they live and breathe this music and um, they're just there for the scene, um, including that venue owner. Like, um, you know, he doesn't have to do that, but he turned his deli into a venue for people to hang out. It's a place for people to go. And uh, that's something as a as a musician, but as a person too, like I, I appreciate that. Yeah, I always said that the owner reminded me of a perfect mix between Tommy Chong and Willie Nelson. <laughs> Willie Nelson. Oh man. Yeah, he was a an interesting character. Um I can't remember. He he said a few funny things that day, but I just remember a lot of people saying that he was crazy. <laughs> really? He's like yeah, what? a few people were going around saying that man is crazy. Well, you gotta be crazy quite... to own a deli that's got a stage in it. Uh, yeah, I guess they're right. Yeah, I guess you kind of gotta be. <laughs> but but it's it's all good, man. That's a interesting passion, man. Like, yo, I'm gonna open up this deli and uh, I'm gonna hold some metal shows at this deli. It's like uh, know, live your dreams. It's like the other day <laughs> I was talking on the phone with a buddy of mine, kind of a rabbit trail, but. Uh, I was talking about how my tattoo artist has a couple felonies behind him now. And I was like, I don't know if I feel right going to him anymore. He's like, if you go to a tattoo artist without a felony, you're going to get shit work, man. <laughs> uh, you know what? That's probably a good point. Like, uh, he's the real deal. Who knows? Uh, maybe he picked it up in prison. Maybe he got really good. He got a lot of time. I, I don't know what that's like, but I could believe that. <laughs> But moving on to a couple of questions that my regular co-host Chandler always demands that we ask. I have two questions for you. So what's your favorite color? Uh, I guess you're expecting me to say red. Um, <laughs> most of my guitars are red, so I'm just going to say red. You know, that's exactly what Lauren said was, I guess you're expecting me to say red. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah. And what then, did she say? I'm curious. Uh, what did she say? Yeah, what did she say? I think she said black. Oh, it's bullshit. Bullshit? <laughs> I don't know. It's called bullshit. And uh, what is your favorite shape? <laughs> I'm going to say um, I'm gonna say circle. It's a tough circle. one, man. <laughs> All right, a red circle. We got it. But now uh, yeah. I told my co-host is like, you need to come up with some questions to ask too. And he's like, okay, but I'm only going to ask questions that you would ask a toddler. I'm like, all right, let's go with that. Nice. At least he's talking. <laughs> so uh, what is, what, what song has been stuck in your head this past week? Cause we all have those earworms that we just can't get out and it can be any kind of song. It can be a commercial jingle. Just that one thing you can't get out of your head. Oh, man. Shit. So I'm doing this cover for Red Handed Denial, actually. And I I don't know if I should name it. But yeah, we're, <laughs> we're doing a, I'll say a Lady Gaga song. And it's been stuck in my head for, for a while because I've been writing to it. So <laughs> that's the song that's been stuck in my head for the past week, I would say. But I'm just going to say a Lady Gaga song. 
you have no idea how excited I just got because one of <laughs> one of my favorite things to do like uh, whenever I'm feeling down or whatever is I'll just go and look up like you know pop goes punk covers and metal covers of pop songs and Lady Gaga metal covers are always the most hilarious shit to me. Yeah, I think this one's going to be pretty funny. <laughs> Hell yeah, brother. Hell yeah. Um, so that's what's been stuck in your head. Uh, what is, what is your, f- this is kind of a loaded question because th- it could go a lot of different ways. The question is, what's your favorite band? Now that could be, what's your favorite band to get inspiration from? What's your favorite band to listen to? Yeah, that's a, that's a, a tough one. It could go, um, you can give me three. I, I, I've, yeah, I'll definitely name more than one. Uh, the first one I'll say is Lincoln Park. Um, they're pretty inspirational uh, in terms of, I, I guess, what they, they bring to the table musically throughout the years. Um, but also, I just think like they had a, a great vision and very creative. And they kind of like broke barriers with, with genre. And I, I really appreciate that. And I love that about them. Um, but in terms of, of live, I would say, uh, and, and even musically, I think they're so badass is uh, story of the year. It's a really old, a much older band, but I would say they're still one of my favorites just because I remember just seeing them do some crazy things like spin kicks and shit on stage, swinging their guitars around. Mind you, I'd probably never do that with my guitar, but, <laughs> um, I do a lot of spin kicks, um, on stage, which is very interesting. Um, I didn't think I would, but I, I've been doing that. And um, trying to think another another band other than them, uh, I would say a Japanese band called Maximum the Hormone. They're a really weird metal band. They're, they have like a lot of different elements, a lot of pop, um, a lot of uh, punk, but even yeah, I would say post hardcore, even as well. It's, it's they're pretty all over the place. Uh, but it's an interesting band. I would check them out. Called Maximum the Hormone. A Japanese band. All right, I will do. Yeah, yeah. I can write this fast enough. Um, <laughs> so who who do you think is the funniest member of the band? Um, I'm gonna say uh, Tyson. Uh, he's he's pretty much a jokester in the band. He he's um, he's a funny guy. He's a funny guy. Good guy. Funny guy. I'm gonna say he's the funniest. I feel bad. I feel like I owe Tyson an apology. Like I need to get him on the show just to apologize to him. I got knocked <laughs> into his drum set that night at uh, Cloud Springs Deli. My God, I tried to save it. Uh, I tried, but they, it just slow motion. A stack of drums started falling. I was like, no. <laughs> uh, um, yeah, I think uh, it, it's tough. It must be tough being a drummer. All the things you got to deal with, all those pieces of equipment and stuff, you know. Like I had a buddy moving around. (laughs) I had a buddy that uh, was opening that night, and he brought me and his other friend just to help move his drum set in. Yeah, yeah. So he could get it done quickly. He just has so many pieces. Yeah, yeah. I'm I'm thankful that uh, Tyson doesn't have that many pieces, but uh, it can get it can get up there for drummers. Um, Pretty big kits here and there. Yeah, yeah. Like my friend, he. you know, he's just a uh, huge Slipknot and Avenged Sevenfold fan. So he just, oh, okay. uh, 
he thinks the bigger the drum set, the better. Even if he uses one piece one time in a whole set, like he's got to have all the pieces he can. Oh man, yeah, <laughs> I've seen some crazy ones out there. So uh, no, I think yeah. If yeah, I was gonna say Tyson keeps it simple, and I, I like that. <laughs> if you weren't yeah. playing the guitar, what other instrument would you like to play, or are there any other instruments that you can play? Um, honestly, I wish I could sing. Uh, if, if I could sing, I, I would definitely be happy, but my tone is just God awful and I can't do it. So I won't be doing that, but I, that's one thing that I wish I could do. Um, but other than that, I would say drums. Drums are just a fun thing. I wish I could, I have a drum kit at home, but I'm no good. And I don't have that coordination skill. I wish I did. <laughs> um, do you, do you have... I already asked this from Lauren, so I know you do, but uh, would you like to give some plugs for where we can get some merch, uh, help support the bands during this time when you guys can't really play shows? Um, I'm sure you can go on our website. There's uh, links on there. Uh, There's links on our Instagram. But yeah, buying merch definitely does support. Um, It helps us out during this time because obviously we, we can't tour at the moment. Uh, we would love to. We just want to dip down back into the States and get on the road and, and go to all these venues uh, like the deli. <laughs> but uh, right now, it, it is tough times for, for all bands and all artists. It's uh, yeah, it's tough to get out there with uh, these times, definitely. Well, we'll make sure that we, uh, in our post, share a link to your website so people can check it out, see what y'all got for sale, see what's going on there. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, uh, definitely. Thanks. And then I've I've kind of burned through my questions pretty quick, but I do have one more important question that we must ask every single guest. Sure. And sadly, we started implementing this after Lauren, so no, I don't know her answer. <laughs> um, okay. But here it is. Just close your eyes, take a journey with me. You're okay, there in a swimming that. pool. Okay. And in the swimming pool up to your shoulders is snot. Oh, man. Next thing you know, somebody comes running up at you with a bucket filled with urine. You take Uh, the bucket or do you duck? Uh Uh-huh. Okay. Do you duck or do you take the pee? Um, You know what? I I would definitely... uh, I'm already fucked up. If I'm in, <laughs> I'm in a lot of snot, you know, like I don't think pee is going to make much of a difference. I, I'm very contaminated. I already got the coronavirus. <laughs> I just take it. Fuck it, man. I just, you got me, man. <laughs> Fuck it. I got if, uh, the Rona I, I got already. Hit, yeah. Yeah. It's uh, <laughs> can't get worse from that. So it doesn't matter to me. I'll, I'll get hit by the urine. <laughs> It's always interesting seeing that answer. I never, you know, I, I used to work back in the day for a septic company. So I would mm-hmm. never choose the bucket of pee. I would always choose going into the pool of snot. And so everybody chooses the bucket and that confuses the mm-hmm. hell out of me. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I don't know, man. Um, but I was, either way, it's bad. Yeah, I was asked this question years ago by an old youth pastor of mine in my uh, middle school days, and the question stuck with me. I figured, mm-hmm. ask the whole world what they would do in that situation. 
Yeah. That's an interesting question, but I don't know. I guess I'll just take the bucket. (laughs) 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 I also can't swim very well, unfortunately. So I think it'd be harder in in snot to kind of survive that. So uh, I'm kind of out of my questions. You got anything else that you'd like to say? Or anything um, uh, you want to talk about? Anything going on in the uh, life of no, Chris? No, not much. Um, not much else to talk about. But thank you for having me. It was uh, definitely a good podcast. I enjoyed it. Had a good time. Had some good laughs. Thanks for coming and, uh, on. Sorry, yeah. it was kind of a lighter episode, guys. But uh, just make sure to check out Red Handed Denial. Uh, you know, they're anywhere you can get music. Like I said earlier, check out their merch if you want to support them. Uh, if you don't want to support them, support them anyways, because I told you to. And uh, this has been the Confound Millennial, starring Steven Sturvin Michaels and featuring Chris Mifsud of Red Handed Denial. I'm tired of these Confound Millennials.
Sos bebé 